What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Gold. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. I'm your other host, Farbad Esashari from Sports Illustrated. This podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online and Blue Wire. We have a special guest today. You can call him Garrett. I call him Young Garrett. He is the other writer at Sports Illustrated. Say hello, Young Garrett. How's it going, guys? It is. It is. How do we pronounce your last name? Because I don't want to screw it up. Yeah, it's Corpenning. The H is silent. It's something I get all the time. So, no worries. I thought for sure it was Chorpening. <laughs> Yeah, everyone does. It's all good. Definitely sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> See, I should have asked you before you we went on the air, but now that I know it's Core Penning, I, I don't, I can't screw it up. There you go. See, I can say Farbod's last name, so I got that going for me at least. Say it, Esnashari. Chorpening. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the Clippers' news over the last week has been. All the players have basically started to funnel into the, quote, bubble, or I guess that's the NBA campus, right? Like they keep wanting to call it the campus, like we're in college. Well, I mean, that's what they do, though, because at DreamWorks, they call it a campus. At Paramount, they call it a campus. So like all the studios call things campuses. So that's not really anything new. Are they saying that this is rigged then? What do you mean rigged? Like we know how it's going to end since, you know, all these production companies have campuses and now the NBA has one. I don't get it. Like movies, man. Movies have endings. Like, like, what is this pro wrestling? That you just there's scripted results or something. I mean, it could be. You never know. That's my that's my galaxy brain theory so far. For all you MMA fans listening to this, pro wrestling is real and MMA is fake. Deal with it. Okay, we're not. You're not going to be Chael Sonnen today. Uh, anyways, so the players have come in. Uh, among the players we haven't heard from, though in which Doc just refused to kind of talk about on Wednesday, 
was Evita Zubats, Landry Shamit, and Marcus Morris. In fact, both Morai, Morris, Morris's, Morai, I think it's Morai. Both Morris twins, there we go. Uh, they're not in the bubble yet as far as we know. So it just comes to common sense and belief that any player who has not had a picture taken of them in the bubble is just not there. That's that's my working theory. Is that wrong? Go for it. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that was a smooth transition, let me tell you. <laughs> this, 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 this is like a three-man Monday Night Football booth where we're trying to like look. But like we can't actually look at each other for the cue. You know, like I was waiting on but, um, to take it, man. Uh, I no, just you're good. Hard. So, um, yeah, it's fair to assume anybody who at this point, because like Jamichael said it today, he, he wasn't there because his grandmother passed away, but he came on Sunday. I think it was Sunday. Yeah. But at this point, if anybody who isn't there, it's kind of a safe bet to assume they might have COVID, but they don't want to announce it. Yeah, that was the thing with Westbrook. That came out about Westbrook is that he had it. Now, the thing, the news about Harden's kind of like iffy, like some people think he might have had, others don't. Like, I don't know. So I just am working on, and it's a dangerous theory to kind of operate under mentally is like anyone who's not there, just assume they're positive because you can't really assume anything. Like in the case of Jermichael Green and Kawhi Leonard, they came in late because of family reasons. So, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate that the reason people who aren't there aren't there just because of COVID, but, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to assume like, unless they have COVID, it's a family matter. Uh, either way, they're not in the bubble right now. So, but you know who is in the bubble? Kawhi Leonard. That's correct. And his, and his luxurious beard. Now he's kind of growing that thing out. I, I couldn't help but tweet immediately that Kawhi is alive. As soon as I, I was like, I have to take a picture of this now. Cause no one will believe me. So the first that's this is actually the second time we've known that he's existed since the stoppage of play, because the first time was like a week ago when Chris Haynes reported that he's going to be late into the bubble because of family reasons. Young Garrett, how excited were you to see Kawhi? Uh, I was pretty thrilled. I mean, I knew he'd be coming down there. I was more excited to find out just what the hell he's been doing for the past four months. Like this dude's been nowhere to be seen. Which, I mean, I guess it makes sense. He's not on social media and that kind of stuff. But it was just nice to finally get that, like, a notification that, like, hey, he's here, he's alive, he's ready to play, he's ready to go ball out in Orlando. You know, it it reminded me of um, the summer of Kawhi last year where all summer nobody knew anything about what he was doing and what team he was going on. But somehow everyone just kept speaking for him. And it's like, if it wasn't for the NBA season, you literally would never know what this guy is doing at all. Because the only interviews you get out of him or the only information you get out of him is from the interviews during the season. Kawhi lives life that I actually envy and that he's able to distance himself from the opinions that don't matter. Dude, he no, distances himself from every opinion. Yeah, I, I envy that. I, like, I, I can't turn it off. Like, I'm constantly trying to be connected. And, like, every year I try to take, like, a month off of social media just to kind of, like, mentally get my bearings again. And this guy's just completely off of it. And it's kind of great. Like, I wish everyone could do that to some degree, but he's kind of mastered that. I triggered, I triggered a lot, of, triggered a lot of Laker fans the other day because it's funny, the opposite of how Kawhi and LeBron are, but LeBron posted an Instagram picture saying he couldn't wait to destroy everybody. And which I just thought was so corny. 
Uh, and I said it must be I, – I talked about how it makes me want to appreciate players like Kawhi who just go out there and do it. And it, like, blew up. And I had so many Laker fans angry at me. And people were DMing me being like, you need to block all these guys. And I was like, that's oh, okay. Just let them be mad. So the the thing I've learned on Twitter mostly is when you say anything that goes kind of like sideways, um, just kind of ignore it. It's yeah, easier. I, mean, I, I just kind of laugh. I was working out and I was just like, uh, I'm, I'm good. Sick brag that you have muscles. <laughs> wow. Nice brag there. You've been hanging out with Rusev too much, huh? Well, he has COVID. I can't hang out with him. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot that he announced that the other day. <laughs> By the way, uh, shout out to Rusev. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. Um, I did. Doc did say something interesting. I think Garrett Garrett wrote an article specifically about it uh, on Kawhi and his limitations or if he's going to have any. Let me pull that quote up again. We talked about it before the show came on here. Um, it's interesting thinking about what this whole process is going to be like, because during this season, obviously there was the load management stuff, injury management stuff, whatever you want to call it, um, where Kawhi is not playing back-to-backs, Kawhi is resting certain games, whatever it is like that. Um, and it looks like that's not going to be exclusive to Kawhi. Um, a couple of days ago, Doc did mention that this is going to be something that affects everybody and not just Kawhi. So I think there's going to be certain games that one against Brooklyn, I think especially stands out as one that you might not see uh, a lot of the main guys playing just because, I mean, at that point, what's, what's it really worth? But opening night, you can expect them all. Absolutely. So, yeah, that Brooklyn game, by the way, <laughs> might have a grand total of like five NBA players in it. Because, buddy, the Brooklyn Nets, I don't even think they have players anymore. Spencer Dinwiddie gave the best interview about that. I don't know if you saw it, where he basically was just like, don't bring your California business into the bubble. And I was like, wow. <sighs> I, I have bones to pick with uh, Spencer Dinwiddie over stuff, but I'm not going to get into that here. Anyways, man, so that Brooklyn Nets game comes immediately after they play the Portland Trailblazers. And if you just assume that Kawhi Leonard, like the strategy the Clippers had after like the NBA made the big thing about like how he started, because if you remember the first two times Kawhi Leonard rested, he rested the first game of back to backs. He rested the, he rested the game in Utah and he rested the game against Milwaukee, which was national TV and everyone lost their mind. And then the NBA sent out the thing and then they verified, Hey, he's actually, you know, dealing with an injury. And then the Clippers switched it up. They stopped arresting him on the first night and they started arresting him the second night. Well, if they continue along that path, which I think they will do, they're going to play him against Portland and rest him against Brooklyn. And I kind of just assume you'll see them rest like Paul George, possibly Patrick Beverly. You might see them uh, only let some guys go like 20, 25 minutes in that game. Like they're I generally think, and I think about this with the Lakers too, because of how good, like we know how good those teams are and their whole thing is trying to avoid injuries. And obviously the Lakers had the Rondo hand injury, which hurt them, but I also think one way to limit that is to kind of keep minutes 
at about 30 and below and then kind of just like ramp it up a little bit right before you get to the postseason. And maybe the last like two games, you get them to like 33, 34, 35 minutes. And then then when the postseason hits, it's like, okay, here's 40 minutes a night rather than just, you know, right out of the gate. Like here's 35 a night from game one to eight. And now you're in the playoffs because – I think if you casually and slowly ramp up the intensity, it's a lot better for the body to handle, especially after four months off than just like right off the bat, boom, you got to go 100%. You don't want to go full nut cutting time right in the beginning, right? You Justin? do not want to go full nut cutting time right away. You, you got to ease into nut cutting time. For, for Garrett, if you don't understand this reference, for some reason, Justin became enamored with the word nut cutting one time. And now I just have to bring it up all the time. I said it one time and Farbad literally had never heard the phrase in his life. He was enamored. He was like, I'm nut cutting this. I'm nut cutting all the people who are toxic out of my life. And he's like, call me nut cutting city. That's where I live in, in the capital of nut cutting. What, what, what are you doing? I don't even know I if you know what you're lost, doing. I think we lost Garrett. No, I'm here. <laughs> I was, Garrett's I was here for the explanation ride. about nut cutting, man. That was fantastic. Garrett's here for the ride. We're we're all together on you this. Can, Just, you can hire me on ESPN Detail. I'll I'll do a detail on nut cutting. You know what? Yeah, I I already watched the Daniel Cormier ones. I'd I'd watch that. Um, going back to Kawhi for a second. And especially for the Clippers in general, because, you know, Doc did say, you know, it's not just for Kawhi, it's with everybody in terms of like this managing of everything. What would you put for the very first game against the Lakers? What would you put as the maximum amount of minutes you'd want to see like Kawhi and PG play? For me personally, I'd probably go 25, 30. Uh, I think, I mean, this is an important game. Obviously, it's going to be a game that people look to and try to make a lot out of. I think ultimately in the grand scheme, it's not that important since the first game back. You're, you know, three games, three scrimmage games back into the season. Like, it's not going to determine a lot of things. It won't tell us a lot about how these two teams are going to look by the time the postseason rolls around or when they meet in the, you know, Western Conference Finals if they do get there. Um, but I do think that you are going to want those guys to play a substantial amount of minutes just to get them back in the swing of things because I don't foresee them playing that many minutes in the scrimmage games either. Um, so I think you leave them out there enough to like make an impact and get back in the swing of things, get familiar with things. But I don't think you would play them like you said earlier, Justin, talking about up, like upwards of the 35, 40 minute range. Would you, so like, let's, let's, let's say 25, 24, 25 minutes. Let's just say 24 because it's half the game, right? Would you, would you play them in six minute spurts or would you let them go for like, you know, hey, they can like Kawhi and PG can play the entire first quarter, then just sit the second, play the third, rest the fourth. Yeah, I'm undecided on that. I don't think I have an opinion anyway, honestly. Look, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I'm kind of iffy because on one hand, it's like if you give them a full quarter, then, you know, they kind of get a really good sweat going. You know, their body has to react to that. But then they get a, a long cool down period, especially if they just don't play the entire second quarter and then they have halftime and they ramp up. But then I look at it from the other viewpoint of like if they play six hard minutes and then get a rest then play another six hard minutes and then get a rest. And you continue that in the second half. It's almost like your body has to 
um, adapt to the fact that you are going full bore, but then you're also getting like a rest right after. So maybe it's one way to kind of get your body prepared for having to go full bore later. I think they might just ramp up into like, hey, here's a full quarter, like a couple games down the line. I would agree with that. I think it's a smart strategy. I don't think they're going to play more than like 35 minutes, to be honest. The last time they played against the Lakers on the 8th, uh, both PG and Kawhi played 37 minutes, so I can't imagine they're going to play more than like 32. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Bet Online has futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and yes, even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. You know, the other other thing about Kawhi that was touched on in all these interviews we had with him was... um, he basically kind of echoed LeBron's sentiments about the jersey and making a statement. And he said he's not going to make a statement on his jersey. He thinks it's more about doing the work. And he comes from a place where he donates a lot to schools. He, he did the quiet uh, backpack campaign where he gave everyone in the crowd a backpack so they could donate to somebody else. He's brought his entire, I think it was elementary school, he brought them all to a game one time. I have an interview with one of his teachers, which I never released. That It was just really long, so I didn't. Li- I actually haven't even listened to it back yet. But he's clearly the type of guy that really puts his money where his mouth is and really is about actually getting something done, which you can tell is a big reason why he even moved back here to begin with. He, I guess, in, a, in an interesting way, when you really look at it, he's a do-not-say guy. Like, he just goes out and does it. He doesn't really talk about it. Like, other people were right about it, but he just doesn't, like, mention, like, hey, look what I'm doing over here in terms of giving back. He just goes out and does it for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. The only thing that, that was really announced was, like, the Kawhi campaign where, you know, the backpacks. Because even even when he brought the elementary school, like, nobody knew. I, ha- I had to have somebody in the PR team tell me, like, oh, that's his teacher. So, overall, how do we feel about Kawhi's stance on this? I I'm fine. Like it's weird. Like saw people start like ripping LeBron for like, just keeping his name on the back of the Jersey. And I'm just like, when it comes to LeBron, for instance, I don't think it's a big deal. And I don't think it's a big deal for anybody because like with in LeBron's case, he does so much in terms of giving back that I don't think whatever he puts on the back of his Jersey is meaningful. Mm-hmm. It's his actions. And I find, I'm I'm cool either way with what people do. I'm fine with people who just want their last name. I'm fine with people who want uh, a, a slogan on the back. I'm fine with I was a Jimmy Butler who said he's not even going to have anything on the back of his jersey. Like I'm I'm fine yep. with whatever people choose because I almost view it um in some capacity as grieving. And the one thing that always drives me insane in life is when I hear or see other people ridicule other people people for how they grieve in any type of situation 
and I'm always reminded, like everyone grieves differently. Well, everyone is going to deal with this situation differently than everyone else. So I'm not a person who looks at whatever one of them decides to do and just is like, wow, I, I think that's a bad idea or I would have done this. It's just whatever they want to go with is fine with me. Personally, I think some of the slogans are just kind of like whatever, but you know, I'm fine with whatever the pl- individual players decide to do. So right now we have, I think Rodney Magruder said he was going to do equality. Um, Zubots is doing enough. And Patrick Beverly is just doing Beverly. So I want, is Paul George doing anything? Has that been announced? He said that he would be doing something, but he's going to reveal it at a later date. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Like, it's fine. It's whatever anyone decides to do is fine. I don't look down on anyone for their decision in this because I don't think there's a right decision and I don't think there's a wrong decision. Do you think someone's going to do free Woj? Um, who would be a guy who would do that? Actually, that's something that's like community. that's something like Reddick would do. I think I think Spencer Dinwiddie would. You just had to bring him up again, didn't you? No, for real, because he's so like all about the internet culture. I feel like he would. Can I talk about that for a second? Nope. Okay, that's fine. Denied. You know, no, you, you know what? That's deny. actually fine because I don't need a rant. I don't need to go on a rant. <laughs> By the way, how about how about Twitter today, huh? The blue check I've been marks. tweeting on Jovan's behalf the whole day. Have you? Yeah. Wow. I I I said um, I think you'll both appreciate this because for anyone who doesn't know, Twitter went down for blue checkmark people for a while, and Jovan has a blue checkmark, and uh, I said I'm ghost tweeting for Jovan Buha right now. Quote, my hair sucks. Farbode's hair is better. And continuing my ghost tweets for Yovan Buha, I'm way too tall. Sometimes I wish I was Farbode's height, the perfect height, 5'7". <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I can't wait for him to see that. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know how, Do you know how long the blue checkmark people were frozen out? A couple hours, because I was supposed to post somebody something on someone's account, and it wouldn't let me. Okay, because I saw some that were like they were only out for like a couple minutes. It varied. It was funny that I didn't see any active except for TNT and AEW is about to start and TNT was the only thing that could promote. And I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, they could apparently retweet, but not like actually send new tweets, which I thought was interesting. But speaking of, I guess, speaking for other people, we got to talk about the NBA hotline. Nice segue. Which which is... uh, it's kind of it's it's such an interesting thing because it is actually very serious, but it's kind of being like turned into a meme and like the Chris Paul snitch hotline. But it's like you could potentially save someone's life by quote unquote snitching. Yeah, I uh, I don't appreciate the jabs in terms of like like Lou Williams tweet out like a rat emoji, and I'm like, man, like. I don't know. I'm totally fine with people kind of ratting on people for not following the rules in a literal quarantine bubble where the safety and sanctity of the league in some respects is, you know, is teetering on the edge and is and is something that needs to be held together. Yeah, I I uh, I don't think any players are going to rat on any other players 
to be honest. I think it's just going to be coaching staff because I don't, I don't think players want to break that kind of like code that they have. Garrett, would you rat on someone on the hotline? Anonymously. Anonymously, I might add, by the way. I think it depends on the situation. I mean, if someone is like clearly violating like some serious stuff that puts not only them and their life in danger, but like someone else's, then like in that situation, I would. But if it's something where like you see the jokes people are making about like LeBron calling and being like, oh, Paul George is like playing ping pong too close to his teammate. Like, I, I don't understand that. So I'm with you on that. I think like and this, this is weird to say because like technically they're supposed to just follow every guideline and I understand it's like impossible. But like the little things I'm I'm more I have more leeway on. But yeah, mm-hmm. the big things like if you walk out of the bubble to go get food from a delivery yeah. driver, I feel like you should 100% be ratted out, Rashawn Holmes. Absolutely. Oh my god, do you see what Rashawn Holmes's mother said on Twitter? No. Oh, you you need oh man. So I'm not really checking what other players' moms say on Twitter. You're missing out. So his mom tweeted, You only cross the line for your mama's cooking, and I was not in Florida, sir. Love you, baby. So and his mom's a doctor, which makes it even funnier because like you would think that the son of a doctor would uh like adhere to the guidelines of the bubble. So I guess not. I didn't I didn't know that. I mean I'm sure she's actually probably mad at him about that. I think she's you know what you know what she is as a parent? Because I felt this from parents. Disappointed. Not even mad. They're just disappointed, which is worse. Young Garrett, has your parents ever been disappointed? A fair share of times. That's how we know that. Yeah, here. I'm more <laughs> proud of you. I'm like a proud dad of you. What are they gonna be disappointed about? Gary, how old are you? I'm 21. I turned 21 earlier this year. Oh my god. I was in high school when you were born. How old are you? We don't talk old about enough. this. We don't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 35, if you can actually believe that. Okay. Yeah. Um, young. Okay. All right. You're already on my good side. You don't need to pucker up anymore. All right. All the right, thing so- that you don't know is <laughs> Justin had to use a cane to get to his computer. Shut, to the, hell the, podcast. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm not too far off, man. Cause listen, you know what they never told me? You know what they never told me when I was growing up? The older you get, you wake up that every TV day. Would become in color. Okay. So shut up. <laughs> every day you wake up, there's a new pain that you were never told about. Actually, I got like carpal tunnel in my thumbs right now, so I feel old. Dude, it sucks, man. When your joints start hurting, that ain't fun. Man, I'm right there with you. My knees have been popping okay. into my knees. Stop. I'm like, get Stop. down. No, 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 no. I'm being serious. I'm being serious here. Since like third grade, my knees pop all the time. I've broken my left knee twice, so I've been on crutches like I don't know how many times. Like I'm, I'm heading that way. How'd you break your knee? Uh, recess football and basketball tryouts. I respect that. I, uh, (laughs) I I tore my right kneecap playing soccer. So I understand. So breaking news. I'll let young Garrett report it because he's the one that let us know. What is it? Yeah. So on Montrez Harrell's Instagram story right now, he just said that he'll be wearing how many more on the back of his Jersey tie into what we were talking about a little bit ago. 
Justin, you'd be able to find this news in time if you could have used your cane quick enough to I, find I, it. I just, I just don't like you right now. <laughs> Not many people do. By the way, just what, wait till Yovan. <laughs> what the hell did he have for breakfast this morning? He had two. He had two. It is IG story. He posted breakfast of champions. With what I believe is mango slices and two full jugs of Tropicana orange juice, one no pulp and one apple. Quick question. Pulp or no pulp? How do we feel about that? Okay. Absolutely not. So unless you have to. So here's the thing. I used to be a big no pulp person. And then I became like, I'm fine with pulp. I just don't like a lot of it. I either do extra pulp or no pulp. Wait, what? Right now in between. Yeah, what? That, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I only I only have pulp if I'm sick and I feel like I need it. Otherwise, I never have pulp. Wait, is there like a is there like a healing agent in the pulp when you're sick? Dude, I don't know, man. My mom's a nurse, and so she just told me to have pulp when I was sick. That just feels like something that would give you like more mucus. I don't know, man. I didn't I didn't doubt these ancient recipes when I was a child. So you re- did you read the Montrose Herald reasoning? No, because the, it started playing noise on the computer, so I'll let you do it. Still using the term you people, LMAO, like we a f***ing object that you can purchase from the store this world. Don't us people bleed like you. Don't us people breathe the same air as you do. But yet again, the color of our skin tells the story, right? That's why on back my uniform, I have replaced my name with, quote, how many more? So there we go. Oh, so real quick. Yesterday, I kind of went on like a mini Twitter thread on like how important Zubots is to the Clippers. For argument's sake, hypothetically, Zubots doesn't actually play in the thing because let's just say he just never enters the bubble for some reason. How much do you think that impacts their title chances? A lot, but they like, I'm sure they'll figure out a way, but I I don't even want to consider that because I think he's sure he's playing. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, I did read today that Doc said they've been tinkering, or even before this suspension happened, they're thinking we're doing like small lineups, that sort of thing. Maybe even playing Marcus at the five. Um, so I agree with Firebud, they probably would figure it out. Um, but I'm with you in the sense that I think Zoo is incredibly important to this team. Uh, and I think you run into some real issues, especially against bigger teams, uh, if you're having someone like Trez or Marcus at the five full time. Um, so I think it, it would impact, you know, a pretty decent amount, honestly, if Zuwatz is someone that doesn't end up playing or uh, even worse, ends up getting injured uh, while he's down there. So yesterday uh, on Joakim Noah's IG story, it's a picture of him and Zubots sitting uh, courtside warming up before the game against the Golden State Warriors, which was the last Clippers game before the shutdown. And he added Ivica Zubats in here and he said, almost that time, big fella. So I'm taking that to mean Zubats is going to be entering the bubbles probably sometime soon. Very, relatively soon. I could, I assume that everybody will be there by opening night. Yeah. I mean, when, when's the first scrimmage? Like a week from Wednesday, a week from today? A week from today, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. Are they broadcasting those? I know the Lakers are broadcasting theirs and and the Sixers announced today, I believe that they're broadcasting theirs. So I would assume yeah. the, the Clippers might. I would think they would, too. The NBA had like a statement about the scrimmage games a while back and said that they would announce like broadcast details at a later date. And we're now a week off. We don't have those things still. So I'm a little bit 
skeptical that they will be broadcast, at least on like national stations. But I would trust that at least you're going to have the local guys uh, covering those games. Yeah, Brian Seaman already mentioned that he's going to have to do it from a studio in L.A., which is going to make calling games kind of crazy. I wonder what the what the uh, like air delay is going to be on. Because that. one of my friends that's there is taking pictures of his food. And honestly, it looks pretty damn good. Okay, you keep hyping up the food. Dude, it, Every time I talk to you, pretty talk. damn good. I I don't want Disney food. He set, took a picture of a barbecue bacon cheeseburger, and it looked pretty damn good. I I bet you the double western bacon from Carl's Jr. is better than no, that. No, it's not. I guarantee you. You must have COVID then, because your taste buds are messed up. Hey, <laughs> there's a lot of tastes that I have messed up, and that ain't one of them, yeah, baby. Because that double best. Uh, oh, you want to do this? We'll do I'll it. I'll kill you again. <laughs> okay. Garrett, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Ooh. Or top three. Ooh. Favorite one is kind of hard. <sighs> this is going to sound really stupid, but number one probably would be Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. I haven't seen that. Have you seen I've, that? I've, heard it's, no? I've heard it's good. I just haven't seen it. I never Honestly, like, it's the weirdest, like, quirkiest thing, but... Uh, there's something about it. I don't know. Is that the Wes Anderson movie? I did see Isle of Dogs. It is, yeah. What'd you say, Farman? I said I did see Isle of Dogs, though. I meant to see that. Is that any good? Yeah, it's super quirky. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like yes, Mr. Fox's. Um, I also want to say that in this last week, I watched all the Harry Potter movies for the first time, like ever. And um, thoughts? I've never seen or read a single Harry Potter. Never. Thoughts, thoughts on the movies? Never. I was really impressed. Yeah, they're fine. They're fun. Yeah. Wait, so what are your other top three? Ooh. Um, I mean, that's a tough question. I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, well, that's the that's the point. We just didn't want to prepare you for this. We're just going to spring it on you. Okay. Um, I grew up watching Jaws a lot, so that's probably up there in the top. Wow, that f- um, that's interesting. Didn't see that coming. Are you, an, like, are you like a 90s movie fan, or are you like you're more you like more stuff now because when i was younger just just to give some background um i was born in 85 so i kind of came up in like the wacky comedy era which is you know like dumb and dumber and all those movies and ace ventura so like those are always movies whenever i see them on i have to watch them okay so like they're always in my top 10 I thought you were going to say all the Charlie Chaplin movies were in your top 10. Boy, would I like it? Never mind. I was going to say I would like if you were silent right now like he was, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'll be nice. Oh, man. Um, I have to say I'm impressed with young Garrett's choices. They're not a young Garrett's type of mindset. It's it's old Garrett. Have you guys seen Palm Springs yet on Hulu? I've been meaning to. I've heard a lot of great things about it. It's very good. It's very good. I, I would recommend to watch it. Farbod, you should watch it too. May I guess I guess that means I have to leave this podcast now to go watch it. I mean, you can. It's not like you were doing anything anyways. Okay, peace out, nerd. All right. Later. <laughs> uh, hey, real quick, real quick. I just want to ask one last thing, Farbod. What's it like to have worse movie takes than me? How are my movie takes worse than you? They're, they're just awful. There's no one has ever said once that my movie takes are awful ever. That's because people don't like you enough to tell you the truth. That doesn't make any sense. It must Damn. be they like me so much they don't want to offend me. No, because if people truly liked you, they would tell you the hard truth. That's not true at all. 
Okay, well, hang on, hang on. Farbaugh, what are your top three? Uh, the Dark Knight, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, and The Usual Suspects. I knew he was going to say The Usual So <laughs> last week, Garrett, he brings up The Usual I don't know who brought up The Usual Suspects. One of us did. And have you seen it? I have not seen it. Don't talk about it then. Okay, I can't talk about it. You need to watch yeah. it. Yeah, you, you can't okay. talk about that. <laughs> so we're going to give you homework since you're so young. All right. You have to go watch the usual suspe- usual suspects and then report back to us about your thoughts on it. Okay. So I did, I did put a tweet though that I I used so I used to be uh, when I was a young Garrett and when I was a young bod, uh, I used to be a tour guide at a movie studio for a brief period of time. You've had some of the that. weirdest goddamn jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like you just like, every time I talk to you, you bring up some job that you had. I'm like, wait, what? Yes. So I used to be a tour guide at at Paramount Studios. And I would always ask the tour guests, what's one movie you hate that everybody else loves? Hmm. That's the one that would always get people to really think. That's a good question. Um, I asked it on Twitter, actually, the other day. I got a pretty interesting response. One person said Parasite. Uh, A lot of people said The Last Jedi. A lot of people. Um... Let me let me look at some of those. One person said Silver Linings Playbook, and I was like, you're crazy. I'm trying to think of like a really good movie that or a movie that a lot of people love that I'm just like, I kind of hate. And I, I'm just. Man. I'm really trying to think. You guys are both stumped. I'm stumped. I'm but thinking. I'm, I'm re- yeah, I'm like really thinking like like just a movie that people like that I'm just like, eh. I will say far about that. I couldn't super get into the dark Knight stuff. I'll punch you in the throat. That's fine. That's fair. I understand. <laughs> you know I what? That it's great. And it's just like, it's not really my thing. You know what? I'm going to piss far about off the dark Knight. <laughs> you hated but that movie. I did not like a large portion of it. I think it has a, several very good scenes. Yeah, great scenes. Yeah, like I, like I hated um, the uh, her. I hated her. I hated Midsummer. Like I hated Midsummer. Like that was like the worst movie I've ever seen in a movie theater in my life. Here, here are the responses I got from Twitter. Eric Smith, the PA of the Clippers, said Dumb and Dumber. Oh uh, no! Yeah, one person said Mystic River, The Irishman, Black Panther. Uh, Uncut Gems, Joker, Joker, All the Avengers, Uncut Gems, American Beauty, Avatar, Hamilton, Moulin Rouge, Child's Play Remake, which I don't remember anyone saying that's good, Uh, Pulp Fiction, Boyhood, Last Jedi, Crash, La La Land, Godfather, Uncut Gems, another Uncut Gems, one person said the Lakers, Um, The Last Jedi again, Godfather Part 1. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which is like, okay, that's random. Um, The Hitcher, 1986, another one that's random. Avatar. Oh, someone said her. I'm going to comment on that and tell her I agree with her. So someone did have an answer I absolutely 100% agree with. Crash. Yeah, I can understand. As a kid, because uh, I think it came out when I was in like middle school or early high school. I thought that movie was good when I was younger. When do you think this movie came out, by the way? Crash? Yeah. Uh, 2004? 
Absolutely right. September 10th, 2004. That's when the first release date was. And then it came out in the United States, May 6th, 2005. It's pretty hard to beat me when it comes to movie knowledge. Okay. I just, that movie was like really hyped up and like, it was fine, but like, it was not good. Like, it's just not good. I just like, okay, we really need to end this podcast, but I really like, um, everyone gets redeemed a little bit in the movie, except the Persian guy. He's the only one that like shoots the little girl with a blank. And then he's just like, okay, then bye. And like, literally everyone gets a chance at redemption, except the Persian guy who's like, fix the lock, fix the lock. So I didn't like that about that movie. I didn't like the fact that like everyone got a redemption arc. Because that's not real. That's not real life. I mean, in real life, maybe everybody gets redemption except the Persian guy. Um, You know, all right. (laughs) All I know is in this podcast today, every Garrett and I got redemption. The Persian guy didn't. That's all I know. What did I need to get redeemed for? Your bad takes. Absolutely not. All right, Garrett, we're going to have you on next week because you need to talk to us about uh, usual suspects. We're going to talk about that for like 20 minutes. That sounds good to me. All right, cool. All right, uh, Farbod, you got anything else? No, I hate you. That's fine. I can live with that. Uh, Garrett, you got anything? You want to shout out anybody? I'll speak on his uh, behalf. No, he I'm hates good. you too. Okay. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right, good. All right, uh, everybody, we will be back next week. Um, stay safe. Keep wearing your masks. Social distance. Call your relatives. Tell them, hey, what's up? Have you heard this new podcast? which I guess really isn't that new anymore. But hey, just tell them to listen. It'll pass some time. It'll give them a half hour every week to, you know, forget how awful everything outside their house is. So everybody take it easy. We'll see you next week. Guys, this has been fun. We'll see. We'll do this next week, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I don't want to answer again. Yeah, because, yeah, I made you answer because I knew Shut when you say we're know. done. No, no. Because I know when you say you're done. You want to be done, but I'm going to make you say something else. Farbrod, say bye to the people. Say bye. Do it. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.